Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from the beautiful country of Romania. I hope you are having a great day. Today we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. Last time we looked at a message from chapter 10 entitled, Instruments in the Hands of God. This week we will look at a message from chapter 11 called, The Branch. Our verses for today are found in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Let's read those verses. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 11 is about the Lord Jesus Christ, the branch. It tells us of the second coming of Christ and the peace he will bring here on earth. The second part of the chapter foretells how the nation of Israel will be gathered from all corners of the earth. They will no longer flee from their enemies and none will dare harm them. We also read about a branch. This branch is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a king, a servant, a man, and God. In the four Gospels, we find the Lord Jesus Christ as a king in the book of Matthew, a servant in Mark, a man in Luke, and God in the Gospel of John. Today we would do a short study about Jesus as the branch. First today, the branch is likened to a king, just as we find Jesus in the book of Matthew. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called, The Lord our Righteousness." Notice this word branch in Jeremiah is capitalized. This king is called righteous. Saul, David, Solomon, etc., they were not righteous. But Jesus Christ, the king, is righteousness and our righteousness. Let's read a few verses in the Bible that mention that the Lord is the king. Psalms chapter 24, verses 9 and 10. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. 
Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Psalms 95 verse 3. For the Lord is a great God and a King above all gods. And then Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. This was Isaiah when he went before the throne of God in heaven. And then Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. And now let's read in the book of Revelation that tells us the Lord Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. So first, the branch, which is Jesus, is likened to a king as we find in the book of Matthew. Next, the branch is now a servant, just as in the book of Mark. Let's read Zechariah chapter 3, verse 8. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For, behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch." This time the word branch is all capitalized, just as the word Lord in the Bible is capitalized. This branch is Jesus Christ, Jehovah, God in the flesh. Jesus is a servant in the book of Mark. There is no genealogy in Mark, for few would care about the lineage of a servant. There is no mention of Mary or Joseph in the book of Mark. Mark omits the record of the virgin birth. There is no record of his birth, the wise men, or worship while he was a child. There is no boyhood seen in the temple. A child born into a servant's home is born to work, not be free. Only Mark records what happens in the so-called silent years of Jesus. Those years are between his boyhood and when he started his ministry at about the age of 30. However, they are not silent years, but years of hard work as a carpenter. You do not find this in the other books. A king does not work with his hands, nor does God. The book of Mark leaps right into action from chapter 1. By verse 9, we start the ministry of Jesus. Notice the action in the book of Mark. Chapters 2 through 6 start with and. Then in chapter 7, it starts with then. The book keeps going on and on and on. Work, work, and more work. That fits the theme of the book of Mark as the Lord Jesus Christ as a servant. 17 times we find the word immediately. 19 times straightway. 
the book of Mark also speaks about the emotions of Jesus and others more than anywhere else. Mark shows us Jesus from the inside, how he felt and thought, his grief, anger, pity, wonder, and sighing. His being hungry and weary are found in the book of Mark. Jesus knows what it is like to be worn out or hungry. He knows what it is like to be hurt in the inside because of rejection. He knows what it is like to be grieved over people's hard hearts and angry about their rebellion. And then he wonders when they believe. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, the Bible tells us he was touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Never before had God understood what it meant when man said he was tired. Now God understands us. As a servant, he learned all these things. God wants us to come to him when we are tired and sad. Let's read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Verses about the emotions of Jesus Christ in Mark show that he understands us. In chapter 1, verse 35, he was in a lonely place. In chapter 3, verse 5, he was angry and grieved. In chapter 4, verse 38, he was sleeping and tired. Chapter 6, verse 6, he marveled, he was filled with wonder that they did not believe. In chapter 6, we notice his fellowship and need to rest and then compassion. In Mark chapter 7, verse 34, he sighed. In Mark 8, 2, he has compassion on the multitude. He did not want them to go away hungry. Chapter 10, he was displeased about the bad attitude of his workers. Chapter 10, verse 21, Jesus loved a young rich man that desired to serve God. Chapter 11, verses 12 through 14, Jesus was hungry. Can you imagine him being hungry? And then in Mark chapter 14, verse 36, Jesus prays in the garden and says, Abba, Father. This prayer is found in the other Gospels, but not with Abba before it. Abba is a plea from a child to his father. Jesus understands when there is something hard before us. He understands when we say, Lord, is there any other way? We notice with these verses that Jesus keeps going despite all these difficulties. 28 times in the book of Mark, Jesus is called the Son. He is the Son of God, giving him the right of all things. He is the Son of Man, connecting him to Adam's race. In the Gospel of Mark, we see Jesus living a clean and sinless life in the midst of sin. Him being life in the midst of death, light in the midst of darkness, strength in the middle of weakness. These are little details that are only found in the book of Mark. 
Only in Mark and Luke do we find that Jesus sent the disciples out two and two. Not two people, two times two, which equals four. Groups of four. So three groups of four, and they are always listed the same way with the same leaders of each group. In Mark, we have far fewer words of Jesus. This is because the words of a servant are not that important. In Mark, it is the servant's work. So number two today, the branch is a servant, just as we find in the book of Mark. Third today, the branch is now a man, just as we find in the book of Luke. Let's read Zechariah chapter 6, verse 12. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. The deity of Christ is of the utmost importance. If Jesus Christ was not God in the flesh, then we have no Savior, and he is found a blasphemer and a liar. Praise the Lord, he was and is God manifested in the flesh. However, Jesus Christ was also the Son of Man, fully human. This is just as important as his deity. Many preachers and teachers of the Bible neglect this great truth out of fear of minimizing his deity. However, we are doing a great disservice if we neglect this important doctrine of the humanity of Christ. To pay for the sins of man, Jesus, as God, had to become a man, a sinless man. This qualified him to become man's substitute. It was also necessary to prove the justice of God regarding his law. If no one ever kept all of the law, perhaps no one could keep it and man was not to blame after all. However, Jesus as a man kept all the law, thus proving the righteous justice of God. Now the question is, did Jesus Christ keep the law as a man or as God? If he did it as God, then he failed to prove that man could keep the law. We will see, however, that while he was truly God, Jesus Christ was also really a man. First, Jesus was really human. We know this because he really got tired, thirsty, wept, and died as a man. Let's read two passages. John chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. So Jesus is tired, and he is thirsty. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 25. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And, behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. So here Jesus is asleep in the bottom of the ship. 
In comparison, look at what the Bible says about God. Psalms 121 verses 4 and 5. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. So God does not get tired. He does not sleep. The truth is, Jesus Christ did sleep. He did get tired. This was because he was fully God and also fully man. Second, Jesus' favorite expression in referring to himself was the Son of Man. This proved that he was human. Jesus used this expression about 80 times. On the human side, he really was the son of Mary. This is his racial name as a representative of man, as a member of the human race. Matthew chapter 8, verse 20. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 47. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So this verse in Corinthians makes it very clear that the Lord Jesus Christ was a man. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. But when the fullness of a time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. So Jesus was called the Son of Man. Number three, Jesus was tempted at all points, like as we are, yet without sin. In order for this to be true, he had to meet temptation as a man on the human level, or he could not have been tempted as we are. We are tempted as men and women. We are not tempted as God, for we are not God. We are men and are tempted as men. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. James chapter 1, verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. God cannot be tempted with sin or evil. Therefore, because the Bible says Jesus was tempted in like manner as us, he must have also been human as well as God. And the last proof that he really was human was that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. God cannot die, but Jesus Christ was made flesh and dwelt among us, and he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Let's read this in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8.
Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus Christ was and is equal with God, but he took upon himself the form of a man, for he has always existed, to pay for their sins. Therefore, the deathless God took upon him the form of a man and died to pay for our sins. So number three, the branch is now a man, just as we find in the book of Luke. Fourth and last today, the branch is the Lord, as we find in the book of John. The book of John clearly shows us the deity of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 2 tells us, In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. This verse in Isaiah chapter 4 shows the day of the Lord will come in his glory as God and make the earth beautiful. In 2 Kings chapter 6, we read of a branch that is cut off and cast into the water where an axe head is lost. The iron axe head then swam to the surface. The branch drew the axe head back and it was restored to the place where it was before. This is a great picture of Jesus Christ, our branch, that was cut off and drew those that were lost back to God. He then restores us back to fellowship with God. The Lord Jesus Christ is not just a king, a servant, and man, as we looked at, but he is also the Lord God in the flesh. He was and is equal with God himself. Let's read Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6 once more. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That is why the religious leaders crucified Jesus, because he claimed he was God in the flesh. Let's read Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And let's read one more verse in the Bible that shows that Jesus was really God in the flesh. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Let's read our verses for today one more time. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. 
And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So this branch is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a king, a servant, a man, and God. I hope this short lesson on Isaiah chapter 11 was a help and a blessing. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, and I hope you have a wonderful day.